Okay, nerd, pick up another card. Mm, let's see. You want to go to Jersey Boy? Sure. Jersey Boy. Okay, you got another quote to read. One of my greatest themes is masculinity, especially of the kind I grew up with. Familiar to you, that quote? Nope, but sounds right. Yeah, 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 you said it. Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, at the Melbourne's Writers' Festival, just for reference, uh, in 2013. Oh, man, I loved Melbourne. In your latest book, um, you described the rise and fall of a, of, of a Dominican male slut. Mm. What is that? I mean, it's exactly what it is. But explain that to me beyond those words, Dominican male slut. I, I, I don't know what you mean by that. You don't know what a male slut is? Well, I know what a male slut is, but... So just, but yeah, so just a Dominican version of a male slut. I mean, were you... Were, were, was that what you were surrounded by? Is that, were those your friends? Is that is that the context in which you were raised? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess my my take on this is that that's a very, that's a very common category, a male slut. There's no nothing surprising about that. I think anyone who, you know, spends any time around boys will discover very quickly that Sure, there's a bunch of male sluts running around, you know, and uh, I was interested in that kind of subset of men. I mm. just think that there's a lot to be said of where does that come from? How does that speak to people's relationships to intimacy, people's relationship to sexual power? Um, where does this come from? And I just was endlessly fascinated by that. I just couldn't help it. You know, I had a, a, I had a, a father who was uh, in some ways a, a stereotypical cliche of a Caribbean male. You know, my father always had a ton of women, even when he was married. Um, and even, you know, us kids, you know, kids are not supposed to be always, uh, you know, this idea that kids can be innocent and not always aware. But even when we were like seven, eight years old, we understood that our father was a womanizer. And so, you know, I became very aware that this group exists and I would find them everywhere, you know. Mm. When I went to college, the first thing I said is like, oh, Wow, here are the male sluts, and here are the dudes who <laughs> say Spanish, son lo que dao, que no tan eso. Entonces, yeah, I was like, okay, got it. And I, I just wanted to write about them. Huh. I feel like it's, uh, and again, if you're from the Caribbean, this hypersexualization, this archetype of the hypersexualized male and the hypersexualized women is one that I think, you know, generates a lot of material when one wants to confront it in a critical way. Hmm. And I felt like it was a great place to sort of enter into a dialogue with this idea, this archetype, and see where, see if I could trace it back to some of its sources. And so when you were in college, where, where did your masculinity fit into all this? To, in what sense? Well, you talked about, you know, the, there's them. I, I walked in, and there, there was them, the male slots, and then the other guys. Where did you, I mean, how were you defined? No, we're just trying to say, am I a male slut? I, I guess I am. Is that where this entire yeah, conversation we, we, yeah, I've been? No, this is not, yeah, this is not could, the point I, of this conversation. That's where this whole thing was leading. Do you want me just to ask you? Were yeah, you a male you slut, did. Juno yeah, Diaz? I, yeah. I now figured it out. Okay. I'll ask you the direct question. Yeah, were you a male you slut, did. Juno yeah. Diaz? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it all depends on what age you were talking about. I mean, I think... Again, for me, I can't describe anyone else, but I had very, very different ages. When I was in high school, I was basically, you know, had no girlfriends. Nobody was interested in me. Um, completely just like it felt like that was out of its 
claims. I had a brother who was one year older than me who was in the same grade who had like a billion girlfriends who all everybody loved. And so I kind of was, oh, wow, I'm a little bit on the outs. When I went to college, I kind of was like, okay, college, wow, girls actually like me in college. This is an interesting change. And, you know, for a, few, a couple of years, I was kind of the good standard boy, had my girlfriends, dated them, you know, consistently and sort of honestly. And then, you know, for a few years when I was in college, I went bananas like I think a lot of men mm. do and perhaps some women do. Perhaps many women do and other folks. Um, and so kind of I, I had the range of experience. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I saw a number of sides. Mm. There's people out there who probably have way bigger experience. And, uh, you know. But you uh, explored your masculinity, I guess, is what you said. Well, in this case, it would be something uh, also sexuality and also your relationship with intimacy and mm. involves more than masculinity. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. Uh, you you've heard this poem, but I, I need to ask you about it because uh, we're talking about slut? identities. Yeah, no, I'm funny not. As hell. No, you've never are been. You a, have slut? you ever been asked that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Most of uh, the you know usually uh, usually on a first date, <laughs> the women ask me like, "Yo, are you slut, yo?" So I think and my then, my current girlfriend was like, "Yo, are you a slut, yo?" And she's yeah. like, "Ah." So yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I want to ask you about criticism. Well, yeah, it's criticism. I'm not going to coach it. That you, you get flack from from some. Uh, women readers for writing what they deem to be sexist characters. Uh, w- when you hear that, what, what do you say? What, what What's running through your head? What do you want to say? I mean, first of all, maybe they're right. And probably they're right. And that's cool. I mean, that's no big deal. For a dude to make, um, to err on sexism, there's no surprise there. You know, I mean, I think that uh, uh, one should listen very closely to one's readers. And, um, you know, one can learn quite a lot especially when you're on the privileged end of the dyad. You know, when we're talking about patriarchy, yeah. I mean, if women have that to say to me, I think that there's a lot of valence there. You hmm. know, I, The other thing I would only say in more of a kind of a way to, to think about it, um, and this probably holds absolutely no water, but that's cool too, is that um, one really must understand that representation is not approbation, that simply because one describes a dude who's got a really messed up relationship with women. That doesn't mean that the writer is actually endorsing that. Um, I always thought that the work I was doing was that I was showing in the most, if I could reduce it down, is I was showing the damaging consequences of these kinds of masculine imaginaries. And I I would never, I guess I'd stand aside and would say I would never argue uh, that Anything about the way Junior thinks about women has ever helped him. You know, he keeps being more crippled, more damaged, more isolated. And, you know, the sort of patriarchy he lived under in his family ravages his family. The patriarchy he lives under in the Dominican Republic ravages the Dominican Republic and has a really direct impact on his well-being and his sense of self. So I don't know. Um, I'm sure critics were saying I'm a sexist are no doubt correct. And But an attempt to do something that I thought was interesting. I aired on sexism. I could see that. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to swing the bat anyway, even if you know you're going to mess up because perhaps someone could come down the line and swing the bat and do it better than you. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's part of this game. Hmm. 